The opinions expressed in the following are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the producers and the Six Talk Podcast Network. Also, the following contains mature material and mild language, which may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Nicholas with you. Um, it's been about a month since we uh, last talked, and I guess we were due to come back on. We had, I had been thinking a little bit as to exactly what we'd do with this particular episode on the Six Talk Network. And I thought, as, uh, as I was planning it, I thought it was now a good time to re- start to reintroduce Anime Roundtable. Um, and we started planning it as such. We have a lot to, uh, a few announcements a bit later on in the, in the show, but then Monday happened. And everything on Young Street. And um, we'd be remiss if we didn't at least talk about that or regard much le- uh, regard it at in some length. So um, I'm not going to rehash anything that's already been said in the news reports or whatever has already been said by others on social media. Just going to put a personal spin on things. And um, I hope many of you listening out there, or whoever's listening out there, can bear with uh, with us for a few minutes. I guess um, let's. I just want to start by saying, and this is really grasping at straws, and uh, and it'll sound trivial to anyone who who will hear this. But we have to start finding links, and this is, as I said, the return of Anime Roundtable tonight. So I will let say the very first episode of Anime Roundtable was taped twelve years ago at York University in the shadow of what was then called the Rexall Center, the the National Tennis Stadium in Toronto. And obviously, if you've kept up with the reports, you'll know that the first identified victim, 30-year-old Anne-Marie D'Amico, was a volunteer for Tennis Canada and had volunteered at the Rogers Cup, the Canadian Open Tennis Tournament, since uh, she was before a teenager. So, um... That's the best link I can come up with between between this show and that. And um, I know that's trivial, but I know. But really, it's just to put into perspective how um, we are, how the city in many ways can be linked with each other. Um, <clears throat> I know, and I and almost certainly know that Tennis Canada will offer a tribute to her when the um, Rogers Cup returns to York University later this summer. Uh, so I guess um, we, I want to start by at least, like as I said, I want to focus in the next little, for much of this conversation we'll have here, about the area itself and the victims, at least as we know them. Um. Young Street, Young and, the Young and Finch area is in North York. That's uh, an area, that's a, that's an up, it's uptown from, obviously, the, the downtown area of Toronto. It's a Young Street, that stretch of Young, and, well, it is, you know, the street that never ends, as they say. That stretch of Young is a very, very busy area. It's full of little businesses, 
uh, restaurants, karaoke bars. Um, at the front of, uh, basically along the along Young Street itself, you'll see the newer residences in the form of condos. But if you go just off the street, off that the streets in that area, into the back streets, you end up seeing you know, houses that have been there maybe a little a fair amount of time. So it's a nice little amalgam, and it's a it's a it's a very multicultural area. A bunch of different cultures are known to intersect in that area: Russians, um, Russians. Uh, Muslim uh, cultures and Korean cultures. As a matter of fact, that, that that could be considered the second. That particular stretch can be considered the second um, second Korea town in Toronto, and that's why it, it, it stuck out uh, when it was noted that a handful of Korean citizens were counted amongst the victims. So, um, as I said, anything we say now is like. How, how do we put this? What we, well, the best we can offer here around the table is our condolences, but we offer it knowing that it'll do very little for um, the friends and loved ones of those hurt and lost. And you hope, um, you hope that it's the best you can do. You Go in thinking it's the best you can do, and you hope that regardless that the people who are still here and affected will be will come out as best as possible. But you say that once with the knowledge that their lives, their world will never be the same. So um, police this afternoon gave the uh, fully identified the ten victims of the uh, of the um, van attack. Eight women and two men whose names should never be forgotten. But reading out right now feels so wrong on so many different levels. Eudis Amarashinga, who was 45 years old. Andrea Braden, 33. Geraldine Brady, 83. So he Chung, 22. Anne-Marie D'Amico, 30. Mary Elizabeth Forsyth, who was 94, the oldest of all the victims. Ji-Hun Kim, 22. Dorothy Sewell, 80. Chil-Min Kang, 45. And Munir Najjar, who was 85. We're going to, I know we'll be talking uh, in the weeks to come, we're going to be talking about the alleged perpetrator, and I know we will by the end of this segment, but it would be wrong to not remember at least one of the name, uh, the name of at least one of these victims. So um, that's the, that's the least we can offer for now. And um, with that all said, uh, uh, James Austin, Kevin Ng are here around the table with me tonight. As I said, I wish it was a, a bit more of a happier occasion that we could uh, start this conversation. And, but um, I'm glad both of you made it tonight because we've been—it's um, been a month since we put out anything, um, and we didn't get everybody. We, we still—we're still on three mics tonight. So, um, James, Kevin, Kevin, you just mentioned to me you were in the area 
uh, over the last. Were you in the area over the last week? I can give a few memories of the of what of the area myself, but I was there the night before. Mm-hmm. So you were there on Sunday. What were you doing there? So I was with my sister. Oh yes, and we had come back from the New Market area, and we decided to eat dinner there on the on the way home. Mm-hmm. So we went to Konjiki. Not actually, no. We went to Konjiki afterwards to get dessert, but we went to Sujiri because. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're normally a, a matcha dessert place, but they recently opened a soba, a, a dip soba okay, restaurant so cold, on the second cold, floor. Basically a cold soba place. Mm hmm. Okay. So we ate there. Then we walked up the street to Konjiki slash Sario. So uh, we had dessert there and then we went home. And we heard the news the next day, and we thought, "Wow, yeah, you can." That's all you can really say, you know. Mm-hmm. And we that's didn't tell our mom that we were there that night too. <laughs> we didn't want to cause her to freak out or anything. And and I and I get it. It's trivial to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sometimes trivial to think, okay, I was there. I'm lucky. I wasn't there. You know, I could have been there. Could have been me, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and. Be glad you weren't, right, yeah, no, at that it, moment. Uh, it happened. Uh, it's one of those things. And I think to myself, because I walk the streets a lot, and especially downtown. And so that's a big thing, because those sidewalks on both sides of Young, you have a lot of space on both of them. Because I have I know friends that have been there. I've been on those streets for work. I've been by Mel Lastman Square. That's where... A lot of the dedications, memorials are mm-hmm. happening because it's a very big public space. It's near uh, the school boards and stuff like that. And um, it's just incre- it's just something to think that that would happen. And just like I can just imagine them now because the sidewalks, to me, there's so much room and just... It's a it, wide street. It, it, I mean, at that it, stretch, it just, I remember, is very wide. Yeah, no, yeah. like where that whole zone was, they are very wide sidewalks and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So just thinking about it, it's like that doesn't make me take pause. I think a lot of the community, as we saw, like many others, have come together and they still love their community. And as many of them, it's the Willowdale community, I believe is the neighborhood uh, mm-hmm. they call yeah. it. And they all came together, as you said, very multicultural. There's, as you said, the Koreans, Iranian, <laughs> um, what was it, Russian, and also uh, Jewish. Now, the Russian and Jewish are on the um, Western side because of Bathurst and stuff like that. And then I believe the Korean influence is in around there, but it's a very mixed community, just like a lot of Toronto. And it's everyone just came together. They're not they're they're in mourning, but I think we are trying our best to. Yeah, I'm trying. It's like it's very hard to find the words because as M- Mike did a great job of this opening and he had to think about it. And you try to find those words and you see all these news reports and different things like that. And you, it's not that we don't, we, you can't really find the words because you do, you feel like there aren't any appropriate words. You feel like, oh, I sounded scripted or I sounded, it's just, 
And it doesn't, the thing though is, it doesn't make me in it. I saw a lot of people, they go down to Mel Lastman. They're still doing the memorials. They're still lighting candles and flowers for the victims. I saw that uh, today and yesterday they had service dogs that people mm -hmm. were enjoying and taking comfort in, which is great. And it's great to see everyone back on the sidewalks. Now, obviously, a lot of other sidewalks we've seen in other cities, they've put other, no, I don't want to say barriers, but it's like things that would stop this sort of the thing, but they don't want to make it known. You know what I mean? They don't want just it's like a pylons, a post. You know I mean? It's a it's a type or of they post. put um, uh, trees like a tree or a bush barriers. It's so to speak. It's becoming a thing. I, yeah. I and actually CBC and, did mentioned it on mm -hmm. the national last night. Yeah. Uh, that a, com a company that makes these type of uh, pillars and barriers. And they do mostly to and, the states and stuff like that. And, and they now, said their Canadian business before now, this had been growing. Of course. And now they're can and now business is mm -hmm. getting better. Unfortunately. Well, they, yeah, and they said that before that. But mm -hmm. I think a lot of us, it also shows that we're not afraid to walk on our own streets and we still love and trust one another. It's like human nature. We're not going to let one thing destroy what we have. And we're not going to stop walking on our streets. I'm not going to stop walking in downtown Toronto because of this one incident, because I do walk the streets a lot. I don't, I'm not like a lot of people that take the subway. It's like, I find it easier just to walk on the pavement. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I could Agreed. easily say, I'm and, just going to go in the underground, but that's. Well, yeah. I mean, as I said, it could happen any, any type mm -hmm. of thing could happen anywhere, mm -hmm. which is kind, which is sad. And, and, and this is, they often use the term soft target here. Right. I mm -hmm. mean, there really mm -hmm. wasn't much. Like, in, in many respects, there wasn't as much as you can do. Uh, if somebody wanted to do what they did, take a, take a rented van and run it and plow it through, uh, plow it through the sidewalk, there isn't too much mm -hmm. that you can really do to stop them. And this was so. probably the first we've seen in our country. Like, we've heard a lot about it from Europe, we've heard a lot about it from England and they've had to take measures and stuff like that. I'm sure that we will take measures. We might not take the same measures, but I think we'll move forward in a way that we respect both sides and keep the streets safe, but keep them open so that the community can still go out and do what we want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? You mm -hmm. actually brought up an interesting point about that stretch of young to me. Um, uh, for as wide as it is, as big as it is, as busy as it is, it's actually a very walkable area. I find it a pretty, pretty uh, interesting area as, because you can, like, you don't would, really need to take a car to do your, mm -hmm. what you need to do around that area. Like, I walk I, down that stretch. It's mm -hmm. nice. Like I would tell you, because it's so wide, I found it and I've always found it more walkable than when you're in downtown Young because everything is so close to the street and they're still trying to make that a bit more walkable. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. they have a lot more to work with up there, but some of it, as we know, is those are the older suburbs. That's North York and yes. stuff like and, that. And so they have a bit more to work with, with those stretches. Yeah. And I was about to say that area, I was about to make that thought. Um, there's that, there's a phrase that they often use with Yokohama. And this is, as I said, this is kind of a stretch. Yokohama and Tokyo, people always say, you don't, I've heard people say, you don't, uh, the, you don't know where one begins and the other ends. We, that's what people say about the, about, uh, about 
the border between Yokohama and Tokyo. Sometimes you can say that about Mississauga and Toronto to some degree. Oh, the GTA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, in many ways, I could, you can almost use that exact, that exact same phrasing about North York, about Young Street in North York, because in some ways, where does, um, you know, where does the, uh, it's sort of where the, um, where the 41, where 416 ends and the rest of, and the 905, 905 begins. That this is where where the four and six begins to end, sort of. It's sort of where the downtown begins, sort of begin slowly begins to become the suburbs. Mm-hmm. So, and, and as I said, uh, Young Street is one is one of the, like is jokingly referred to as the street that never ends. It's it's the longest in Canada, I think. Pretty it's sure. still the longest in the world. Uh, I don't. I don't, yeah, don't want to say. I don't want to say I, that. I don't think it is. But I, it yeah, is, I would. It we is would pretty would long compared double, to others. Double yes. checking, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, just to give you the sense of that stretch of young and what it, mm-hmm. how it fits into the rest of it. So, um, as I said, not much else worth. Uh, I, I wish we could say, um, and we, maybe we said too much. Anyway, I, I, let me just say, if you there's something you want, if really if there's something you want to do. There's that old phrase, keep calm and carry on. So, you know, enjoy it. Uh, just enjoy life. Uh, what can you really do for um, every, anyone affected? Um, well, I mean, obviously we know there's plenty of GoFundMe pages. And that Toronto Strong Fund, yeah, that's over Toronto a million Strong already. Fund. And um, don't be afraid to go there. I know that um, once again, our uh, once again our old alma mater. The uh, I heard that the uh, anime club at York University actually did have a social in that area last night, and I saw a couple photos on their fa- on their Facebook page. So, mm-hmm. um, so the so go up. So yeah, um, the nightlife I know there is pretty is actually not bad. You can it's a wonderful place to actually spend an evening. My own personal memory of the area. I only have two. I only have a couple. Um, I often go there for some work related stuff, uh, because, um, there's a government building I have to visit every so often there. And, um, um, we've been, we've gone to a couple karaoke bars. This was like decade, more than a, almost 15 years ago, I'd say been there probably more than 15 years ago. (laughs) We went to a couple karaoke bars when I was much younger and, um, about, uh, about almost 10 years ago. Um, one of our former regular listeners, Squirrely, when she got married, um, in between the wedding, wedding ceremony and the reception, um, a bunch of us, uh, had lunch in, at a Korean restaurant and I forgot the name of the restaurant, but I remember the atmosphere and just, uh, spending it with some friends who I hadn't seen in some time at that point, uh was a lot of fun. We just uh, had l- we just had lunch at a Korean place. So um those are my own personal memories. So um a lot of the businesses up there cont- uh, ha- are employed by people who were oh HQ starting. Um were employed by people who um were affected in some way, um, whether it's, uh, well, a lot of these a few of these people were act- actually worked in the area. A few of the victims actually worked in the area. A few people who worked in the area were comforting victims or, in the some cases, holding a person's hand in their last moments. So um, that area, you know, I'm sure any visitors, any visitors who want to just go in, enjoy the atmosphere, take it in, um, have a coffee, have a dinner, 
have a snack there or um, peruse the shops. I'm sure that does it, that go would go over well. It always does. I think it does any any other time any time of year, but maybe right now it doesn't hurt at all. Um, okay. Now we have to once again. Eh, I have to use the phrase we'd be remiss having said all of this without regarding at least briefly the perpetrator, the uh, suspect in this case, um, who I will not name right now. Uh, I only preface this because um, maybe I were more speechless on this, but when, when I received a message earlier this afternoon by, from, or from Neil Sinclair and yes, I got him started. So, um, he and I guess the best way and I guess uh, the best way to end off our this talk is give him last word. He sent a he sent a message earlier, um, just expressing his thoughts uh, about the the suspect in this. And he said, "I can read these on air, so I'm going to read it. Uh, probably correct the grammar in the process, but I'll read it as he said it. And if uh, if anyone wants to, if the anyone else here wants to jump in after I after I read it." Please feel free. And I quote, uh, in relation to the uh, suspect, Neil said, Honestly, I have nothing to say about him except that he and others like him don't deserve a voice, and the more that's made about him and his ilk, the more validation they will find. Incarcerate him in a mental facility and forget about him. Oh, and of course, at the very least, chemically castrate him. This is akin but worse, to a deranged idiot wanting a pony at Christmas. It is entitlement at its worst. Seriously, with Tinder, Grinder, and all that shit out there, and you still can't get laid, maybe those fucks should realize the problem isn't with society, it's with the poor socialization that created them. And then he said, I could read that on air. Just fix, fix the awkward phrasing. Um... Mm. But that's, and he said he doesn't want to say too much else beyond these words. But we got him started. And, um, that, I, I, there's, a, there's a lot of confusion and anger concerning this guy. And, and I think I it's think a fair, we could and, understand and I think where that's a that, fair, those words from and I think that's would a, come from. That's a fair statement. And I think it's a fair mm-hmm. statement. Uh, it's like, and we've definitely seen a lot of different things. And I remember one thing talking about the different things. Of disappointment, and one of them was the Toronto media chasing the perpetrator's father onto the courthouse. Yeah, and that guy was like devastated. Yeah, and you learned about his parents, and they definitely tried to help this man. They tried their best, but something happened. But hopefully, as we said, the justice system will be able to find a place for him, whether that is, as Neil said, a mental facility or that is in jail. But wherever he goes, he will have to pay for what he has done. You know what I mean? He will be committed, responsible. It's just, I guess, from my standpoint, um, when we start, I started thinking, oh, God, did we just have another Mark Lapine? Did we just have another version of of Le Copoli technique? And Mm -hmm. yes, I was, I could remember that. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, there was a lot of people saying that. And then, as we know, others that don't want to jump the gun on the investigation. But it's probably we have we to, don't want we, to, but we, we won't say anything. But I think it is important to uh, say that not to get out there, but just to say that we have to be better at this as a society. And we are making progress. Yeah, especially with men and women working together and making sure that these type of things don't hopefully happen ever again. Yeah, I suppose. But it's a long road. We it is a long, a long road, road. And we know as much as you say, you don't want it's it like to ever happen again. It's like one step forward, another step back. Yeah, and we'll have another, a few backs, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we're all in the same boat. So a lot more as long as think. we keep on rowing forward, we can work together to get through this moment, of course, and to also make a better future, as we always say. It's like this isn't going to make us any worse or make us hide in our homes. This is going to bring us together, and hopefully we'll move forward yeah. in a greater future, as we said. And mm-hmm. we'll make, we'll hopefully save other people in the process, of course. It's mm-hmm. all we can do. Yeah, You know what I mean? And we'll save people... Like this perpetrator, hopefully, we can get them sooner and hopefully get them the help they need. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they can get help. Mm-hmm. Because we don't want these to happen again. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. We don't want well, other families or anything We else don't want it. To... Yeah. And, uh, yeah. A- anyway, I-, I know there's going to be more on this in the days and weeks to mm-hmm. come. And I-, and I know, and I guess we'll come back to it every so often. But, um... There isn't much else to say now. So uh, that's a little much for to start with. So um, let's take a quick break, as I said, and then we'll be right back on the Six Talk Podcast Network. Well, and now for something completely different and something yet familiar uh well it's time to lighten it up a little bit so um as i said uh this is it i i promised when we brought back when we started the this project uh back in february uh we said anime roundtable would eventually return and i'm happy to say this is well this is something this is the intro episode of something we'll just call Anime Roundtable version 2.0. So, um, so once again, uh, good evening, Mike Nicholas from our studio in the West End of Toronto, in front of no audience, but online by the Six Talk Podcast Network. Um, so I guess uh, just to re- let's reintroduce uh, everyone else around the table because. Um, as I said, uh, what we just did in the first segment was pretty heavy, and we did intend to really lighten it up with uh, with all this. And you know, uh, what better way to do it than to actually reintroduce uh, reintroduce an old friend? So um, sitting in front of me, James Austin, sitting uh, in, directly in front of me, and in front of me to my right is Kevin Ng, um, who did the last couple episodes back then, but he wasn't a normal fixture. Uh, back, but he was a regular listener, and that's how you sometimes get in our get get, get <laughs> yeah. attention to uh, our attention too. 
So um, he was a regular listener back in back uh, when we first started the started podcasting, and he uh, and we became friends. So um, thanks, thanks for coming out. Thank you. Thank, thanks for coming out to do this. Uh, you told me you told us uh, just off air. You've never been formally introduced to Neil. Never. You hope to meet him tonight. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping so. <laughs> <laughs> so well, you now his hope is shattered. I can't believe. Well, him. <laughs> not yet. I get the feeling he's gonna. We'll see him again. Like he. Like I mean, we're we're back in this for a while. I think for a long for a, a long haul again. So uh, in some form, it won't always be anime. That's why we can't. That's that was the tough part about bringing back the podcast because we knew it couldn't be a, always anime. And you know, you were very much, uh, Kevin. I know you were very much into the stuff yourself, uh, into anime yourself, but have moved a, a little bit away from that. But you've kind of helped me over time too, and we'll get to that a bit later. Yeah, <laughs> you've got to help. Get to we'll get to that a little bit later. And the, the guy's much younger than me. So, um, <laughs> And better looking. Uh, look. <laughs> now, now. So, oh, well, my. I mean, so, um, I guess, uh, yeah, admittedly, uh, as I said, we, when we restarted, when we would restart Anime Roundtable, admittedly, I'm going uh, I'm gonna take the guise of a Rip Van Winkle-like character who has slumbered away from the anime world for some time. And, and while I kept a, I've, the odd thing still trickles down to me. I, by and large, I don't keep up as much as I wanted to uh, with the uh, with the anime world for various reasons. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, that's why I that's why uh, you know I'm glad I, I can always turn to you, James, because I know you do keep up a little better than I do. It's kind of funny because yeah, things kind of cycle around. Like I think about this season and Full Metal Panic is back again. Yes, and I know that yeah. Full Metal Panic and the is original back. guy that did uh, the novels and the manga, he's doing the scripts and that. Wow, now that's interesting. Yep, it's uh, Zebek, which is one of Production IG's uh, studios that is doing it, and they've done other stuff. We've known them to do robot anime and stuff like that, and things. And Nejima. Mm-hmm. Yes, that too. Oh, that stuff. Oh, but uh, it's I still it's it's I've what I've seen it's uh, it, good so far. It's like I think it's still there. It's like everyone's probably going to compare it to mm-hmm. Gonzo and Kyoto Animation, but I think it's still good where it's at. And it's nice to come back to those ones. And I'm it's sure, as you touch. said, it's a nice touchstone if you haven't been there for a while, right? Yeah, just just a good reference point. I know that I know uh, I know the Attack on Titan season three trailer has been swirling which i know it's one of the more popular titles i but i've never seen it i don't even i wouldn't even rec- be able to recognize a picture i fully admit that mm-hmm. so i'm curious how it's going to turn out like i feel like season two it did not it was not nearly as popular as season one mm-hmm. yet at the same time like the diehards we're gonna watch it anyway and a lot of people i was talking to saying yeah they watched it and yeah they thought it was an interesting step in a direction they didn't anticipate disappointing to did you you sense disappointment in their tone in saying that Uh, i don't think so but just just didn't see it coming yeah they just didn't see it coming i think i think they probably got their numbers because some of them probably as you said read the manga of course which is ahead and the other thing is they got it on Adult Swim, of course, again. Mm-hmm. So that probably helps the numbers as well. Like, there's all these things that add up, right? And it's, as we said, uh, it's a different world out there since uh, we last uh, 
the, the podcast and maybe later on we'll talk about that different at length at length i know for sure so. we'll talk about it at length and maybe i'll be a little bit more up to speed by then too we uh on that note i don't think we'll ever be up to speed well a little like bit. for all of us you know <laughs> be, it feels like less, it changes all the time doesn't it'll it it'll be more like i'll be less <laughs> i'll be more like instead of being 100 steps behind i'll be 95 well i'm probably 100 <laughs> so, um, steps behind i'm sure they're more uh so anyway, um, we're, I, I guess as we sit, we are now a month out from Anime North, which is one of the, like, it, here in Toronto, it's the biggest, it's the, one of the biggest uh, items on, certainly on the anime calendar in Toronto, arguably Canada. Yep. Yeah, I'd say yeah. Like, I, I, was, I was thinking, like, it is definitely big, and especially the area. The areas we know for many years now, they embrace it, and they the definitely end, want yeah. they want to keep it there at the Congress Center yeah, because they get they see all the people, and even with the caps and all that, that's a lot of people yes, in that is. area. Mm-hmm. And even some of them don't that don't go in the buildings. It feels like there are even more people like outside with the cosplay and with like taking it pictures and just. It, go, go. I, I was just saying, um, I, it's like seeing people, it's like greeting old friends, you know what I mean? So. Mm. I know we're going to say that again when we're, uh, when we're actually there. Okay, we'll say that, talk more about that a bit later <laughs> on. Um, now, I, now, the thing is, uh, well, I, I can safely say that, actually, because I, w- I was there last year, too, and it was the first time in at least five years I had been to Anime North in any form for any significant period. And even then, it wasn't still all that long, because last year I did the Nomonoichi myself, the uh, famous flea, the increasingly famous flea market, one-night flea market they have there. Kind of interesting how that started and where they were, and then you see it now, and it's like holy moly! Like, well, yeah, it just it is getting, like like everything wasn't else. Wasn't it? It was like at the Sheridan, I think. Mm-hmm. Like it was oh, wow. there, and it was like I swear it was in the Sheridan, in like the one bigger room, and like at, when they got to that part of the Congress there, that's when they got to that bigger area where you guys are now. Yeah, and and I think it's, and it's just, just incredible how it's and, it's just become this thing and it definitely has become a destination people are going in there looking for deals and as you said i know you guys have talked about before is people are on the forms mm-hmm. those yep. early risers yep, are, are on the forms trying to get uh the like it's like almost like early access trying to get those uh dvds manga video games whatever it is right or even you the bet. people uh, that get through the door can get it right you bet. Yes. i'm one of them yeah <laughs> well i mean before you could you know, start getting the deals. You have uh, it's the dealers, I guess, so to speak, of the Nomenoichi that have to get in first. And I guess that's where I want to start today. <laughs> um, okay, so I did it last year, and and it was it wasn't a hard process. I sent in an email at the right time, and I got my confirmation within uh, 24 hours. This year was a little different sent in my form, sent in my application right at the beginning of the prescribed time and never heard from them. One day passed, then a few more days passed. And then I kept hearing people starting to go on the forms and start offering their items and reservations already beginning. And by the following weekend, I still had no uh, 
no um, confirmation. So I wondered, and so did a friend of mine who would have done it as well. And uh, Kevin, just for reference, Kevin's uh, been one of my guides into getting into the Nomenoichi over the last uh, few years. So, uh, and I told him about it, and he said, "Well, strange, because I sent in mine, albeit a few hours later, like after midnight." Right, and yep. you got your confirmation right after, not too long after, about a day after. I'd something. say like, yeah, one or two days. So mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you told me you didn't get your confirmation, I was worried because I submitted mine later than yours. Mm-hmm. So that's when I start to, yeah, and and yeah. and I had a and a good a friend, uh, a friend I made at last year's Nomenoichi. She, uh, I told her the same thing, and she was puzzled, and she had the same reaction as you. So. um so, and this is part, of, and I know this was part of against the rules. If you look on the form, this is not, this is against the rules. You're not supposed to contact, you know, contact the uh, guys running it to ask what's the status of the table. But a week later, we figured we didn't have it. Uh, we figured, and this was my, myself and my friend, uh, we figured we didn't have tables. I wrote in and asked what happened. What's going on? Well, I, I just want to know. Did I? And and I looked at the rules, and I and I will concede. Maybe I did one thing wrong with it. Maybe I was too early, but I conceded that. And but I wrote in, and the guy running it, um, the guy running it uh, was nice enough to write back. And for as forceful as I know he is uh, uh, in laying out the law on the forms, <laughs> he was actually quite contrite with me. In the email, and I, I appreciate. It. And just so you know, I really actually do appreciate that. I appreciate the reply, and the reply was they never got the application in the first place. It never showed up. So, um, and that, and they apologized, but all spots, both in the in the the night of and the wait list, were now taken. So it was all sold out. That's fine. I appreciated the explanation, but. It came into my head, what the hell happened? What did happen? So um, they said, uh, they, they admitted it could have been on their end that their mail servers probably couldn't, would have just never received it. Uh, okay, that's fine. But I did ask, but something kind of came to mind uh, for me personally. Um, I know that a few months ago, there, like for me a few months ago, I had had a few issues with my uh, email. I have a, I, my personal email is a Rogers account, but that's linked still to Yahoo. The Rogers and Ye- Rogers uh, used to use uh, had for a long time has used Yahoo services and Yahoo email. The Yahoo email services ha- has had a few issues the last has had an issue or two of the last few months. Um, most um, mail programs like uh, w- like the default uh, like what you'd see on a on most smart on an iPhone certainly um, and even. Even the default uh, email programs on my Mac, um, they never received. Uh, they don't. They didn't receive any emails from Yahoo. I had to actually go into the uh, to the Yahoo website to to actually retrieve see my emails. It got to the point where I actually accidentally actually um, actually uh, deleted my uh, uh, email account from my iPhone and then put it back in, and then that ended up making things a little bit more painful than it should uh, than I hoped. But eventually it, it corrected itself. But I'm wondering if part of that was tied to it. And I and in asking around, I found out maybe, definitely maybe, but we don't know. And really, it doesn't matter 
uh, this time around. So uh, it really doesn't matter because it doesn't really change anything. So um, I don't know, but uh, I guess uh, I guess whatever's uh, whatever I would have for sale um, will be not for sale this year and may not matter next year because I don't know how much uh, how much uh, how interesting the items will be become this point next year because we for all we know a lot of that could be re-released again a lot of the uh, especially the DVDs you tell me I don't know it depends no it depends on who it is but yeah we have seen uh, re-releases from certain companies I think discotech comes to mind but a lot of them of course they're going uh blu-ray sd and a lot of other companies are going blu-ray now this past year yes yeah even right stuff mm-hmm. well right stuff and and implex were the first and then uh sentai and now uh discotech mm. and discotech's going the extra mile where they're doing the sd blu-rays which no one else is doing and that's being uh, some of that's being handled, I believe, by uh, Justin Savakis. Yes, the uh, and, news network um, founder. He said he was talking about that and saying they were having issues with that before. I guess with the PS4, and I'm not sure if it was with Xbox One too, but there were some hurdles they had to get over to make sure it was quality controlled right. Because probably most of the people watching anime Blu-rays and stuff like that are watching them through the consoles, whether it be xbox one or well uh, PS4. I, I, I could i could sort of relate to that because um like there, I, I always made this joke back in the day with the ps2 and that had the dvd support um while it was actually a good console it was actually a poor in many respects it was a poor dvd player yeah like <laughs> i told you the story remember i said like we had um the manga version of read or die OVA and that oh, one that was show. just the it was fine I everything else but on the PS2 it just couldn't it yeah couldn't run. I, it just was it was a thing and I they couldn't was, do anything so basically people were told well just don't play it on your PS2 that's that's your think, that's your workaround I think, I think they that, didn't say that Bonga didn't say that just everyone that's what they said just don't play on your PS2 yeah and I think I think <laughs> I had a friend who had that issue with um, Fushigi Yugi when Pioneer <laughs> had it. And I have certainly noticed it with um, his and her circumstances, the first pressing of that, because some subtitles stopped work at a point the subtitles just froze. Well, they had a lot of data on those discs. Yes. Like, that was and one of the biggest things, too. Those probably, had a lot of data and a lot of things going on. And, and they admitted that. And Sean that's probably, that. And that's probably what basically happened on the PS2. Couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I, remember, I remember purposely watching my uh, DVDs on a different dvd player just in case because i remember hearing about those issues on ps2s for certain shows mm-hmm. no real regrets i mean by and large it still worked mm-hmm. okay but yeah, like then... for most stuff i think a lot of us were okay it did what we wanted to do but sometimes it's like you had to go somewhere else yeah mm-hmm. i mean we're talking mm-hmm. something that's becoming increasingly passe now but mm-hmm. you know that's what you saw so um anyway and 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 what is it and um admitted as i said admittedly i'm not uh, you know what can you do about it? So I'm not gonna I'm not harping on it any further, really. But I know that uh, Kevin, you're you're doing the Anomia this year, right? So um, as we mentioned earlier, yes. Uh, I've lost count how many times I've done it. I feel like it's my fifth or sixth or even seventh time. It's you, you are know, a veteran to say the yeah, least. Yeah, because it's that never-ending cycle of buying more crap and then. Because you're buying more crap, you, you you decide to sell more crap, and 
it's, it's a never-ending it, story in a sense. Yeah, it's like you're telling us about certain things you had. And it's the thing of you get all this stuff, and then you're thinking to yourself, well, I have it here, but what am I actually doing with it? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And I'll admit, recently, I've really reined in the hobby spending, at least in terms of anime and manga. So most of my disposable income goes towards buying clothing now. But I, I buy the odd thing, and... But now I feel like I've really narrowed it down to like the last like maybe 10 or 15 like anime series that I don't want. And also like I'm also whittled down the video games pretty well too. Like I've I'm pretty much holding on to only the 3DS stuff. And I think it's some of the things we were probably going to talk about in the future, how streaming has changed the game and stuff like that, that you it's incredible where we've come where it's like day and day. Mm hmm. And we can have the same thing. And then a lot of people, that's good enough, right? And that's yeah. and we don't have to have it. But sometimes you're like, okay, maybe I want to give a little extra to this creator. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we can do that. And then even in video games, uh, we've seen that. I'm thinking about Microsoft again and Xbox. And they have, I forget what they call it, Xbox Pass or whatever. And it's kind of their Netflix Xbox thing. Live or something? Is it? No, no, no. no. It's not uh, live. It's like... Almost like they're going the Netflix model where all their games, even their first party games now, they said, are basically going to be in there and you can play whatever games you want in this library. It's like Netflix, but for games on their system. Okay, I get get where you're going. And a lot of the mom and pop shots, let's put it that way, they are not happy. Let's put that. Well, I mean... (laughs) It's like, they so they basically, some of them are saying they're not going to carry any of their first party games because they're like, how are we going to earn any money from these That's games? You know what I mean? And once again, the whole retail thing and mm-hmm. with toy, like it's kind of like Toys R Us too, but um, like, yeah, like they, they up, talk, they, it's interesting. Like they talk about Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So Sorry. anything you want to bring a mention with that? So, well, I don't know. It's like, so I think about how like Fortnite's being so popular and that's a free to play game too. So long as you have internet access, it's I'm starting to see more and more games where you, you get the game for free, but then it's all this extra stuff that people want to pay for. And then I feel like that's, it's starting to move in that direction. The premium sort of thing. I guess it's weird. Like probably me and Mike, I guess we're dinosaurs because I just, I don't know. I just don't see the appeal. Like, I like to say, okay, I've got this amount of money. I'm going to pay you this amount, and this is the content I'm getting. So I like to see my value proposition. You know what I mean? See, and I don't mind doing the free-to-play, but I'm like, okay, what am I actually getting? You know what I mean? And am I paying to keep on playing? That's the other thing I think about. See, it's why I never liked playing MMORPGs. Like, in principle, I never liked world of warcraft for that reason because it's it's like this you're already spending what it was probably 60 or 80 bucks like way back in the day to get wow and then and you're telling me i have to pay every month just to continue playing up into like i think what the level cap is like still level 20 if if you can play for free but it's like i don't want to pay more money when i already bought the game so that's that was my mentality back in the day double dip uh, sort mm-hmm. of. and now like so i play league of legends that's a free-to-play game i don't play it anymore but they got a good two three hundred dollars out of me because it's i guess they have the stats where the longer you play 
the more likely you're gonna buy something Mm-hmm. Whether it's a skin or whether you want to buy a champion early or you want skins for your wards, like, and I heard they introduced something similar to loot boxes now, and it, oh, and now a lot of people, it's like different games, like you have Overwatch, but a lot of these games, like they're trying to be a game. It's the thing is they're all going for attention and they want to do this endless loop, but we only have so many time, so much time in a day, in a week, in a year to actually play these games. So it's like you kind of pick and choose that one game. You're saying, okay, I will sink my time into this one game. And I think about, ironically, I'm probably the outlier of everyone where I'm playing, I'm sinking my time into Splatoon 2. And I only paid, I got that on sale, luckily, $50 on an E3 sale from Walmart last year. Oh, yeah. And all the stuff is free, basically, for all the DLC and stuff like that. So I've gotten my money's worth and then some. And I know someone will probably say, oh, well, Nintendo's doing their Nintendo online thing. It's like $20 US at the end. And I said, well, when we come to that bridge, I'll get there. Because mm-hmm. I guess that's why I can't play anything online, truly online. That's why I'm, I'm still have a copy of Wolfenstein <laughs> sitting beside, sitting right over there. <laughs> so, Yeah, they get you somewhere, well, right? Well, in some form. <laughs> I mean, I, I just got that on sale. But, I, I, but you know... I, I'm probably I'm a dinosaur in that sense too. So, mm-hmm. I, like, admittedly, I, I, the video game thing. Like, I, sure, I was into it as a kid when I was much younger as a kid, but um, I, I'm I'm lost these days. I fully admit I'm lost. So, uh, like I, I, it's kind of interesting hearing you say that. It's like, and because I feel lost because I figure it's I guess where we either started or our generation of game players because. I'm definitely a very different generation because I was NES and SNES and those type of games Mm -hmm. appeal to me. And some of them are in the indie sphere, of course, and some of them are in the Nintendo sphere, as people like to say. But I just go and I continue on. Mm -hmm. But it's a very different thing. It's what people play now. now. And as you said, we're watching Overwatch right now. And I'm trying my best to get my wrap my head around and wrap what we're seeing but I'm still not there, and yeah, I under I'm, and I understand Twitch and all that stuff. But it's the esports thing, and I I still have a li- a lot to learn about that. And I know Mike, you're ahead of me, even though you're still learning about it, right? I, I just watch it, and I actually just enjoy mm-hmm. it. But I, I, I mm-hmm. a lot of the time, I can't really make what's going on, make out what's going on when I watch it. So, and I know but we've, we've talked talk about it Mike. before. I know uh, we, I'm sure maybe. Um, Kevin has something he could add to it if he wants. Or... Hmm, like, I I, mean, I have a friend who used to rent my basement, and him and his buddy are pretty involved in esports, and I don't know. It used to be that I could never comprehend why I would watch someone playing a game when I could just play it myself, but times have changed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. like you think about that. I, I'm, I wrap my head around more of the speedrunning culture and the speedruns, especially those two speedrunning uh, events, Games Done Quick, that they do in January and then in the beginning of July because those people are just incredible. Yeah. Like seeing those some of the games they do and some of the classic games and their games I would play and that probably but, all of us would play. But that is And insane. they just do these things that you're like, how did they do that? As like their magician, magician, especially those Tetris grandmaster people. Like they're doing all this stuff 
and you can't even see the blocks on the screen. <laughs> it's like, okay, how are you doing this? <laughs> and you see the score counter going up. Yeah, so I guess it's just a, either a sense of anticipation or just knowing, mm-hmm. just no, because you've been it, been it, been there and done that, I guess mm-hmm. before. So, um, well, I mean, how do we put this one? And okay, and as I said, we kind of went from the anime to the uh, video games. There's a tie there, of course, but mm-hmm. kind of went there. Uh, uh, one thing that also caught my attention, since we're on the topic of Overwatch League, since that's what we now have on the screen here, um, I, there's been some. Like, in the last couple uh, weeks, since, uh, last month since we, were, we last ta- uh, were, did a show, there's, there's been, like, a lot of stories from Overwatch League about um, players getting released for pretty bad behavior. Two key players got released uh, from their teams over the last week. One for um, sexual misconduct, online sexual misconduct. Uh, yes. Like, and, we have seen that but, in a number of different games and stuff like that well and even like in different countries and stuff like that and it's all these young men and um it's just this i mean we i mean we we were just like at the beginning of the show we were talking about sort of this and now i i, I mean the the thing is uh, i've heard that about i heard stories about rather toxic cultures in the in video in play in the video game playing world in the fan world Mm -hmm. and i guess this is just an extension of it it's kind of weird in my mind because i try to wrap my head around it and i'm like well i got into video games i play video games because i want to get away from it's like work from my real life or whatever and just have a bit of fun right isn't that what it's all about yeah it's like that's what video games are to me it's just it is a hobby, of course, but it's just something that I can do in my spare time, and I allot my time uh, wisely or yeah. to a certain extent for what I want to play. But I, I want to do it to have some fun, right? It's yeah, like, that's this, what we all do, or just, I would think. But I think yeah. that's what turned me off from video games too, because because I, I just don't I just understand the uh, these people. It's like, what's this? Like, get when good I think about culture, it, we're fighting or like I don't know. It's uh, hyper competitive, hyper, and hyper, hyper everything uh, masculine. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's maybe, like the me, e-sport, me and, maybe the esports thing isn't that far fetched after all. Then the, putting the sports part of it may not may not be too far fetched. Yeah, it's like play. we talk about professional sports. How and, and a lot of the traditional there. ones they've been there for so long and that they're a, like gated of, in that they know how to talk to the media and all this stuff. But so a lot, a lot of them of, are unfiltered, as mm-hmm. we said. A lot of them are unfiltered, and that's a good point, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's something. That's one of the things that I guess. Uh, Blizzard has to kind of, Blizzard as uh, the conductors of Overwatch League kind of have to figure out. Like we talked about that. Like we said, they do have code of conduct. They do have these teams. And some of them, as we talked about before, the people who put up the money have been in sports before and stuff like that. And they're putting things like housing and psychology and all these other things that are used in traditional sports into esports. But it's still at the very beginning, as we said. And that's mm-hmm. why I think there is still some unvarnishedness to it, as we said, and to the actual players themselves. Yeah. But I thought this, this, these, these, two, these stories just caught my attention. There's been th- at least three key, key um, contract terminations, three noteworthy contract terminations in the Overwatch League due to misconduct of some sort. 
and like, that's and, a, that, and the thing is, it just sticks out. That's that's all it was. Yeah, it's like the age of the people. It's like they're still very young and very naive. And as we said, it's like you would think. Well, would think you would think about all these stories about yeah, sexting I mean, and all these other things that you would think this is not acceptable. It's like. We've been talking about well, it as a culture and trying well, I thought, to yeah, I thought get what, people what, to educate them and say this is not right. Yeah, we're uh, still at the beginning of that process for some things, but, but it, it, it's still going through, and we see it especially in esports. But young is a key word, though. Mm-hmm. Young is a key word in every aspect because for um, anybody who plays es- who makes a living out of esports in any form. Their career is probably in their twilight, easily in their twilight by their late 20s. So, and then in your 30s, you're probably a coach. <laughs> Maybe. A and coach. you were talking. If not out altogether. If not and out. We were altogether. talking about some of those players and some of the really good ones haven't hit 18 yet. Yeah. So they're saying they're waiting for them, quote unquote, to be 18 mm-hmm. so they can come in, right? It's right. Like- and so the, the career of an esports guy is not long and probably because of the carpal tunnel, too. <laughs> anyway um anyway uh well we some that was a as i said you know one of those things where we, we started we, we, no we started, and, and then, then we, we ended, went and, and, and there there were ties in there we were i just feel like i don't know i i, I hear about these stories and i think you think that it's common sense to not say that stuff on the internet but no like, i feel i feel a, like you're right unfiltered for all of us that we were all taught a certain way by our parents it's like if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say it. Treat other people how you would like to be treated. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like you feel you learn all these life lessons and you would hope others would learn them too, right? But everyone has their own path, right? And yeah. obviously somewhere it's like not, some of these lessons might not have gotten through mm-hmm. at all. It makes you wonder how the, how the chain of events happened because you think that when they signed the contract you know that, oh, well, I can't do this, I can't do that, or else it'll jeopardize. Well, people, you would think people would have talks with them, you know what I mean, and say, you know, it's like, this means this, this means that. And like, maybe, I'm trying to think, like, I don't want to say media training sessions, because that's, they do a lot of that and do other things, but you know, a training session talking about... It probably isn't far-fetched to think that they maybe that's something they should get, because... Uh, when they sign their contracts, I think uh, a lot of them still have like they're still on Twitch, mm-hmm. like 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 for regular esports uh, for regular sports athletes, they where they're told to be care. I'm sure they get a warnings about being careful on social media. Mm-hmm. They Twitch basically is, like, they something out is like take that. Oh, it didn't stop Drafty Lupul from oh, uh, complaining. Man, <laughs> oh, man. anyone remembers him? Yeah, oh, well, yeah, yeah. Leafs fans. Uh, that's uh, open to some debate. I miss Joffrey. He was a good player when he wasn't injured. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. Anyway, actually, let's... Uh, all right. Anyway, with all that said, um, okay, let's get back. Let's, let's conclude at least the Anime North part of this. Is there any... Like, you guys are doing this, and you guys are going to probably be there a little more than I'll see it this year. But uh, is there anything that... Any one thing, guest, event that you look forward to, or is it? Are we going to talk like that's kind of new, or are we going to talk about looking forward to something that's kind of old and familiar? Hmm. I guess I can go first on this. So it'll depend on how available I am because I'm staff as well. But 
so I learned what last week that Back On is performing at Anime North, and to me, they're the first like remotely notable like musical guest that they've gotten in years. And I would agree with that. that yeah, that, like, that was like I was thinking. I'm not sure how prevalent they are to the new generation, but I think for us. We remember a lot of those songs from back in the day. So there's something we would go and see. The last... And they were doing stadiums, weren't they, at certain cons? Like, I thought they were at Otakon and all those others. So it was interesting. And we're thinking, wow, they're coming to Anime North. It it feels like that. It's like... Like, Mm -hmm. the the last notable musical guest we... We had at Anime North was Hulko Momoi. Yeah, no, yes, I remember which, that. Which was like when, a decade ago. Cause yeah, that was a long time ago. And I remember like, it seems because everyone remember, wanted to go to see her. And I also remember because we had to take over a lot of the all night things for certain other people that were near us because they wanted to go and see her the next day. And we did it. Oh, I have a story about that, too, because I remember... And the lines I remember yes. were ridiculous. Like, weren't they, like, snaking all around? It was yeah, really hot. It was, I, awesome. it was crazy. I remember sitting something. in, I think, on one of her pa- at the end of one of her panels, and I had my phone, and I forgot to silence it and rang in the middle of it. And I... Oh, it was no. embar- I was so embarrassed, oh, no. I apologized. Oh, no. And I apologized at the afterwards, and she took it really funny in stride. Said, no problem. In in her broken English, and I thought, <laughs> thank you, thank you for uh, thank you for at least uh, understanding. So uh, I, that's my memory of her. Of no, her no, appearance, it, my it own personal happen. memory of her own appearance. So, so other than back on Kevin, nothing else uh, aside from you doing the know me. That's it. So usually I try to take in like Mike Tools panels, or even when Helen McCarthy comes. I know she's here this year. Yeah, she's here. So, Those are really great brains to pick and stuff like that, and. Neil they Mandelman's are, they back. are, they, you have to go yeah. in to go and sit because they are standing room only, especially for Mike Tool and that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting because I, I read some of these guests and I know that like, these are guys, these are people that can have a really intelligent discussion about anime and, and society and stuff. Right. And it's so. great to see people going to see them now. Helen McCartney, she did get a lot of people, but I think she was in a bigger room when I remember seeing her last, but it's good to see they're getting people to see these people and that they're seeing them. It's not just about the guests or mm-hmm. I'm sure there are other people no, going but to see acad- them, but you know what I mean? It, it feels great to see a lot yeah, of people it, doing these different things. And they, it, that's always been anime North, all these different events you wouldn't think of and stuff. And like that. It isn't they, about the companies and yeah, all that. Yeah. What was I it's thinking very about? Cultural, um, very, and sometimes very academic. Yeah. yeah like, cultural. And I feel with like Mike and Helen and like Tim Eldred and you know, like we probably have Dave Merrill to thank for them coming over, but yeah, like, no, he, he's been a great, uh, the anime weekend Atlanta connection. Like that's been a blessing and it's great to have him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's, I know for me, it was like the last two or three years. Like I don't go through the dealer's room as often as I used to anymore. And the fan panels can be pretty hit or miss. So I don't know, it was always nice to, you know, put faces behind names whenever I, like, listen to an and cast and see these people on, and you can actually can actually have that connection. And, it's, and sometimes it's entertaining, like Mike Tool's times, the dubs that time for God, those are always really fun panels to go to. 
Like, and it's crazy. Like he still finds some gems and people are still sending him stuff. <laughs> and that, like, it's, it's an incredible thing to think because I'm sure he would have thought at some point, I'm just going to be like, he reuses some, but he still finds way to work them in and still give us a good laugh. And we're like, Oh, I remember that, but still find some new ones and stuff like that. And then it's interesting too. Some of the stuff he has shown before disco tech has picked up some of the stuff. Kind of it's, like, it's like some Sometimes. of those, like you've seen a lot of the uh, Ringing Bell and a few of the other um, kind of like a older '80s ones. Like I, I want to say master, pa- um, masterpiece theater type of ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. But it's but it's sort of you know kind of giving another look, and then somebody mm-hmm. taking that look, and then somebody actually noticing yeah. and taking that look seriously. Yeah. I was thinking tail wagging the dog, sort of. I won't go that far, but maybe not going that far. But mm-hmm. it was interesting. So, but that's so anything in particular you'd be looking forward to? Huh? Well, as always, it's about uh, seeing good friends and stuff like that. Some of them I don't always get to see as much. And I always love going there and talking, seeing how they've been doing and seeing uh, how it's going, because that, that that's how it feels now. And it's like I do uh, help out with the all night and stuff like that and get that going. And I still enjoy doing that. But it's just uh, being with the people and hanging out with them. That's the big thing now. And as uh, Kevin said, I still go to some of the panels and stuff like that. I check them out here and there, but most of it's about uh, hanging out with the friends and stuff like that. But the one funny thing I'm thinking about this coming month that I want to see, and it's not at Anime North, it's at TCAF, is they're having um, the guy who did Solonen and he had so many other ones, um, Asano... It's Inio Asano. Inio Asano. Oh yeah. I'm, and I I'm I'm, I I I'm so the there. problem is I'm like I have all the like they've brought over a lot of his work viz fanographs um vertical. So I have all these books now and I'm thinking to myself because it's in 2 weeks what the heck am I going to bring to get them signed? Because I know I can't bring them all to get signed. You mean it's not how many friends I should bring with me so I can get all my books signed? Isn't that like, that feels, I don't know, that feels <laughs> a little, uh, but I know I'm going to have to be early just to get some of that stuff signed. I'll figure out what I want to do. Probably it's going to be Solonen and the one Fanographics did, the hardcover oh, one. Oh, because I, a holograph, yeah. Yeah, because I feel those two... I'm probably going to bring the one Viz just released just in case they somehow put something saying they can't do it. But usually they let you sign whatever as long as it's officially released. Yeah, like I'm stuck between Poon Poon Volume 7 uh, and Girl on the Shore or oh, yeah, Selenin. I have Holograph, but I haven't read it yet. Yeah, mm. there's Wonderful World 2, which was a two-volume one from Viz as well. Like there's yep. so many good stuff like... Poon Poon, it took a long time, but it came out. And the new one, he had that on highest. But it's weird. I think they said this is his first time in North America. But the weird thing is, I swore he had come to the States at one point. But I guess I was misthinking. I, I feel like he did. You know I what I mean? I just don't remember when. I can't remember where, but I swear to God he went to the States. But I feel like this one, it was the connection with um one of the founders of tcaf uh, chris butcher yeah because he um got a new a job with viz helping to find talent and he he's been really good like not just the japanese orders but also like it's very international for tcaf because i go there and i can see people from all across the world 
from North America, South America, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, Asia, which includes, of course, Japan and other parts. And it's comics, video games, zines and everything. It's it's an interesting thing to go and see. And it's all free. That's the incredible thing that they're doing this yearly. They've been doing it for a number of years now, and it's free to the public mm-hmm. that they're able to find all these partners with the Toronto Public Library and all the different consulates. But I am looking forward to that one guest, Toronto, even the, though it's not at Anime North. And yeah. I do apologize. Well, I mean, May's but, a, yeah, May's a there big, but May's a big Asano. month. The TCAF stands for the Toronto Comic Arts Festival, just for reference. And that's on the Mother's Day weekend. <laughs> you know, for, uh, I guess I'll be occupied. It's <laughs> funny how I had to rely on TCAF to get any sort of Japanese creators to come to Toronto because... You know what's crazy is, you think about it, the last time we had good manga artists come to the GTA area or even Canada before TCAF was the one year of um, Fan Expo where they had Naito and they had um, the guy that did Chrono Crusade. They had, yeah, I think it was those two and they had them both. Mm -hmm. And that was a good year. And then after that, it's like, because I'd love to see some of those creators, but they've had some really, really good creators, not just from Japan, but across the world at TCAF. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a very intimate, it feels very intimate. I'm sure you're, I know you, you too look like you're looking forward to that. Yeah, no, I'm sure we'll both be trying early to get some autographs in that uh, line for the autographs. And then of course, if they do, they have panels, so if we can get there, we can get there. It's and like Sunday is Sunday is a different story, as you said, because a special day on Sunday. Yeah, I know. Into the lineups, day. right? <laughs> oh, well, uh, yeah, TCAF usually brings the good stuff. Like, I remember one year, uh, Moyoko Ano came to uh, TCAF uh, through Vertical, and uh, the husband tagged along, so to speak. Oh, yeah, we all saw, I think we, I saw you there and we were talking about it and we saw him there and everyone was politely saying hello to uh, Ano. Oh, yeah, it, it was it was crazy because like, yeah, I knew, but it just never really came across to me that, oh, maybe he'd show up too and then he's just there. And I remember like, I was talking with a friend, it's like, yo, is that, is that really him? Like, that's him, right? <laughs> But yeah, no, thinking about it, that was, uh, it was interesting. And I think it tells a lot about us, I guess, as Canadians too, because no one bothers anyone and stuff like that. It's like, oh, he just came with his wife. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. nothing. And I'm sure they probably would say to people, it's like, just let him be. You know what I mean? But I think everyone understood. Well, I don't think It's like think he's there they... to support his wife. Well, yeah. I don't think they actually said anything. Like he was just. Chilling no, no, there. like, yeah. no, like, I think people would know him if they see him because he, he did do Evangelion and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he is the face. This is Hideyaki Anno, in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we were, I was, I was thinking of the first name and it's like, why am I forgetting the name? It's like, so many things <laughs> to remember, right? In a day. It's been a long month. For yes, me. it has been. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the one thing I'll say, I'm, uh, well, well, TCAF, and I've never been to it, but I've constantly heard about it. So I don't think I'll get the chance myself, but, you know, enjoy it. I'm sure. What was it? It's like, I want to say I first went, like they used to do it. They started out twice, sorry, uh, every two years. And I think I went one of those things where it was the last time they did. And then they started doing it yearly because people started going and I said, okay, I'll tag along in it. 
it became a, a part of my mail along with anime north and stuff like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was the other thing is like you can't go against free it's like yes i have to get on the go train pay that and i have to hoof it up there but it's like for what they offer it's incredible and it still boggles my mind that they find all these great sponsors and they're able to get it all done like it's all in that young um that's bluer still, area yeah like they're at the um the mason oh what is it called the masons used to have it the masonic temple they're at the oh yeah okay. t- uh, the uh, reference library there's a hotel there that they're in and some of the local bars help them out with panels and stuff like that because i remember one of the japanese careers two years ago um he did one of his at the local bars. He was, um, oh, I forget his name, but was it he Tagame? was. Yeah, it was, was it like Tagame? I think no, 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 not that one. It was more. Um, he's risque art, and it was um, like grotesque, but a lot of people did for the art and stuff like that. Oh, I forget his name though. I'm sorry to say that. It's okay. But uh, he he was an interesting one. It was interesting his panel too, like them talking to him and I think it was Ryan Sands that helped moderate that one. And he was known, he was through last gasp and helped do that. And it was interesting that discussion, especially with the fact that most of his readers were actually female (laughs) when you would think it would be more skewed male. It was interesting in him talking about creative freedom as an artist and stuff like that and how he would do hentai manga because he's like, okay, you got to do a few of these, but then after that, I can do whatever I want. Hmm. It's my baby. <laughs> so it was in- interesting discussions on that end. Well, not bad. Okay, so that's for myself. Anime North? Okay. All right, so what I'm looking forward to in May? Well, okay, I guess um, <laughs> on the topic of hit and miss... Um, we did men- I did mention tonight this uh, this is anime roundtable the preview episode uh, version 2.0 episode zero. So when's episodes one and one coming up? Well, it's actually going to be episodes one and two, probably because they're going to happen at Anime North. I'm happy to announce that once again we have been picked up for official status by An- Anime North. And as if you remember our traditions of doing Anime North over the years there, or over the couple of years we did do it there almost a decade ago, um, we did it late night as part of the late night uh, programming. So um, we're going to do that again on the Friday because, well, I have nothing else to do on Friday since <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing else to be doing on Friday. So we'll, we'll do Friday, Friday uh Friday night, and then we'll do it's it like Saturday we're, we're, night. We're both here, Mike. You remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's like we carved down our Friday for you, Mike. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. We'll, so we'll both. Everyone. So, um, mm-hmm. join us for. Uh, so, if you're not too tired or need somewhere to crash, you can come in and oh. listen to the conversation uh, when we uh, tape episodes one and probably episode two of the new version of the Anime Roundtable at Anime North. Um, and so that'll happen on the 25th and 26th and, uh, and of course Sunday the 27th. So that's when there'll be the weekend after Victoria day here in Canada. So, um, in many ways, uh, we're coming back to where we once were. So, um, and it'll be weird to, it'll probably be another weird moment when we actually start that up. I already know which way uh, some of the stuff we would want to talk about and some of the people we hope to have on it. 
we'll see. We'll see. Well, but you know how this uh, how this podcast works. It's planning is one thing. Uh, planning is one thing. Execution is totally something else. Especially if um, especially if you get certain people on, and we'll uh, figure out who those people are in the uh, within the next month. Anyway, let's take one more break, and we'll wrap it up right after this. It's the Anime Roundtable on the Six Talk Podcast Network. And it hit the record, and you did it again, and he did it again. He hit the record button, cursing Mike. <laughs> well, it's a good thing they didn't hear anything of what well, we talked about yeah, before, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, no, you'll never know. Well, the thing is, it's it's tame compared to whatever uh, what would happen when uh, Neil or Adam were around. So, um, anyway, uh, well, we got to end this off in some form, right? Uh, well, we were just watching the televisions television now, and we mentioned in the last segment we were watching a little Overwatch League, and right now it's. Uh, Game two, the uh, listen. Game two for the Friday night, which is the LA Gladiators and the Houston Outlaws, and it's in map five, the tiebreaker map. Map they're on Oasis to decide this match. So, um, uh, which is the second thing we've been watching through the taping tonight. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, quietly we had also been uh, watching, and maybe this is why we sounded so distracted at points in this episode. We had been watching the Toronto Raptors game, and uh, they de- and earlier tonight they. Uh, clinched um they clinched uh their first round series against the washington wizards so um and and ran away with it basically in the fourth we the fourth right so and i know you got into it james yeah no i think um yeah they they really brought it together there in the last part of the fourth quarter but it's been like i as i said uh me and mike we've talked about before i do enjoy basketball and baseball are both the passion sports i love to watch the raptors and jays are definitely in my heart and too bad the, the Ra- jays lost tonight they lost 6-4 to the well I, I i think we've talked about it before mike and it's better this year than it was last year so far yeah overall <laughs> yes um, and then it's, like, it's a three game losing streak and now. we've talked about uh, the exciting players that we like and We've when di- we we try to get to some games together uh, each year and stuff like that, and it's always good to go and watch them. Yeah, see some I don't exciting. know how many this year, but uh, we'll see. Maybe a handful, mm-hmm. maybe one or two. It's been a little while. Well, I think we'll be, have a better time finding seats, right? Last oh, year, yeah, and this no, year, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's been very competitive for the NBA and stuff like that, and. No. We hope the Raptors can continue on and do better yeah. than they did last year. Well, Maybe uh, do even better than they did two years ago because the big hump is uh, Cleveland. LeBron James. Yep. Yeah, and it's like it's like basically it's LeBron James. As and we don't know Casey if has said many times. Be a hump this year with the way uh, with the way that the uh, the Cavs uh, series is going with Indiana. Mm-hmm. Mm, that may not be the hump. That hump may not be there, but it might be a different. But it'll still be a hump, whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so let's see. Where, where 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 else do we go? Oh yeah. Well, as I said, it's been quite the week in Toronto. We mentioned sports wise, which ended up being a nice little distraction. Like we had like five teams play, five major teams play on Wednesday night, and they had that Maple Leaf and, fuss and Maple Square, Leaf Square and, and they had different dedicated. screens showing on Bremner. 
The main one was the Raptors, and then they had one at the side for the Leafs. And then another. And then another for TFC. Mm-hmm. And then supposedly, after the Raptors had finished playing at Air Canada Center, they allowed a lot of the people to stay in there so they could watch the end of the Leafs game. Yeah, probably not the the ending they wanted. No, it's like they, I know no. Kevin uh, was not exactly pleased. They probably should have just not had that intermission I between not, the second and third period. Probably. I was not pleased at all. <laughs> yeah, that was that's, uh, that, that is a downer. You got to admit to Boston, of course. So, um, oh god. Well, there's. I, th- I think I think we knew it was over when they were halfway through the third, and all the Boston fans were singing Bon Jovi's "Halfway There." Yeah, oh. living on a prayer. That's good. <laughs> oh yeah. man, well, well done. And uh, they were in too. Like it was, you could hear the whole. I, the thing like, is, oh. I well, since I, I couldn't, I, I only saw visuals. I never saw, heard, heard actually listen to the game. So mm-hmm. in any form, no audio. So just saw like on a, on a muted screen. Oh well, there's always next year. Uh, yeah, there's always next year, especially if you're a Leafs fan. Yeah, no, we oh, talked about how uh, they set up the playoffs for the NHL, and they well, mixed yeah. it up. And that's I a, guess different people felt differently about different, how it played out because I guess well, if it was like they used to do and like other leagues have been doing, they would have probably had a weaker opponent. But the way it was set up, it's more divisional it's, and that they were actually not having home advantage even though normally they would probably it's, i selfishly do not like this format exactly yeah, because well, of how things said, turned out as i said uh, since i'm old enough to actually remember that this is this format is actually a lot like the, the playoff format they had in the 80s um so i'm not so it doesn't really shock me or can't really be um like it's just what i grew up it, this is a format i grew up watching and in many ways it's just returned Mm-hmm. It's, so, it's interesting to hear that and it's like i wonder how the older fans feel it's like do they like it or it's well if, see how it goes. if you're winning it's great <laughs> i know it's exactly. like they're probably, probably i guess a lot of so, people uh, so if you're it. a leafs fan uh, i guess you, you you don't feel great about it this year so nope i guess they're becoming jets fans now um <laughs> well, yeah we I should guess, che- we should I check guess. uh we'll check that score after afterwards uh, anyway i forgot to mention the date of this the date we're taping this on Friday night, because we can only do this on Fridays, Friday night, April 27th, and this will likely be up the next day on the 28th. So as for what's still to come, well, um, we already stated it stated, uh, just a few minutes ago, we're going to Anime North, so we know that um, those will be upcoming episodes. Um, too bad we didn't have Neil tonight. I know, as I said, Kevin hasn't formally met him yet. Um... And I get the feeling we get him started. So I get the feeling we will have have Neil back uh, for another episode of the of Don't Get Me Started uh, it, before Anime North. And then also, um, I did mention I want to do some uh, just tell a couple stories somewhere in between all that, and uh, that'll hopefully still come up in the next couple weeks. Never got to it. We never got to it after last month. After um, last month's uh, last month's episode. And I was about to do it this week, but then we got sidetracked. So um, let's. Uh, so uh, give me give me a few days. But boy, what a quite the week in this world. Um, quite the week in the in the city. Uh, so um, it's it's been a tough one. It had needless to say, emotionally for the people who live in this who live in Toronto, it hasn't been an easy one. But um, we'll just keep trudging through. 
anyway, uh, I guess uh, we'll leave it at that. Because, um, best not to be a, best to be a, not too long-winded, I guess, right? Yeah. Ma yeah. <laughs> well, uh, as I said, uh, as I said, this is all a work in progress, so, um, Hopefully, well, as I said, oh, one other thing. Okay, with the announcement that we are now going back to Anime North, so um, the constant promise, and we'll repeat the promise to put them back up. Uh, version one, uh, the version one episodes of, of this podcast, the original Anime Roundtable, I've made the constant promise that we'll put them up. I, I, I still intend to keep that promise. I just know 77 episodes plus episodes, I think, with a couple of interludes. Uh, 77 episodes uh, are a little bit hard to um, gather together properly and to put them up on, uh, on the SoundCloud stream. So, uh, But bear with us, they will eventually come up, and we'll have them formatted properly and even put in the, uh, the um, synopsis for each episode uh, as, they were back, as they were more than a, more than a decade ago, too. Can see what it, you can hear what we actually sounded like back then. I don't know. I guess that's the best way to end it tonight. There's no nothing else for us to really say, especially with, as I said, the week we had. You know, stay tuned. More to come. Plenty more to come.